is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jets. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It is the Joe Ingles Show with the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Joe, you're getting a couple days off. You, you're actually getting three days without a game since you sat out that Oklahoma City game. And I'm curious with the condensed schedule and you're playing more games in less time, how much does that matter? How different do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's it's big, I think. I think, um, like you said, the the schedule, obviously we started – uh, pretty quickly kind of after the bubble than what we normally would and kind of packing in games here and then obviously with the first half of the schedule only coming out obviously knowing that at the, the start of this year we might have to reschedule games and, and whatnot due to COVID and, and whatever uh, we obviously got a, a heavy back end uh, I think someone had said at some point we had like 21 in 21 games in like 35 days or something like that which is um, probably doesn't sound like that to, to the average person listening, but it's a lot of games um, in that in that, that amount of time. So, um, yeah, I think it's just about, obviously, everyone being smart. Um, obviously, we still want to win games and put ourselves in a, the best position um, that we can put ourselves in, but we also, um, with the scheduling of that, don't want to go into the playoffs tired or fatigued or anything like that. So, um yeah, I don't know what the plan is for everyone or anyone else going forward, but um, yeah, I've, I've used my days wisely. <laughs> so, Joe, I got to tell you, man, if anybody out there says anything that makes DJ angry, that makes me angry. <laughs> How much fun did you have with all that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said in the uh, post game or whenever it was, like it's it's really like more entertaining to me than anything else. Like I, I mean, we've, we've talked about, uh, we've talked a lot about how, how my kind of the joy I have while I'm playing. It's, I'm, I'm happy when I'm out there. I, I enjoy it. Obviously I get some people's perception probably thinks I'm not taking it serious or anything like that, but the people that know me, um, the people, our, our fans, all that, it's just how I, uh, I think I play my best when I'm enjoying it out there too. And then obviously the the talking part of it, just kind of, again, I've told you guys, like I never go into a game thinking or preparing or anything. Um, but sometimes it just kind of happens. And um, I enjoy that too. Like it's, it's fun to have someone either talk to you or a player or a coach or a fan or whoever it is we've had. Donovan and I were talking about it after that game. It was like all the times that it's happened that it's actually like propelled our team to play a little bit better, especially myself and him. But um, happened in Detroit one time that was very memorable. It happened in Minnesota one time that was very memorable. It happened against Detroit um, with a fan across from the opposing bench. Um, there's just there's ones that you remember, but it's like I said, it's like 
it doesn't it honestly doesn't make me mad i'm not frustrated i'm not angry i literally like it's entertainment to me it's it's funny um it's funny with the guys it's like we we yeah it's just a i don't know it's just an entertaining fun thing it's a, it's a to me it's a cool part of the game to be able to go out there and like not disrespectfully um to anyone but just to, to have fun and, and talk a bit of smack it's it's fun so uh, because we have, well, I would watch close anyway, but because we have you on and because I know people tweet at me and you know, want me to ask you about specific moments, I really pay attention to your interactions with players when they're you know, shown on TV. And so a couple of them jump out at me. One, before the first game with the Wizards in Washington, you and Bradley Beal had a big old laugh. I mean, you were cracking up, he was cracking up, and you were literally at the jump ball circle getting ready to start the game. So I know there's a lot of fun in it, but i got to say, when I think you're telling someone to bleep off, it doesn't feel like there's that much fun in it. <laughs> and I was reading your lips, Joe. I'm pretty sure I know what you were telling them to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, first of all, Brad Beal's a, an absolute legend. He's a he's a really good dude. We've got the same agency, so I've I've known him a little bit over time, and um, really, really, really good guy. So, um, and obviously a hell of a player too. So going up against him is always fun and, and obviously challenging because he is extremely talented. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never swore during a game. Okay. All right. Your nose have, uh, just screwed, Joe. Must be the accent. My lips must read differently. must be the accent. They go the other way because you're from Australia. <laughs> yeah, it was. you meant to read it backwards. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's your story and you're sticking to it. And I'm is that to uh, it. is that particular to the American game or does that go on overseas in, in Australia and all the other places you've played ball too? No, yeah, that's everywhere. I mean, I've, I mean, maybe it's just me that brings it everywhere, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, I mean, ever I've played in, obviously played in Europe and spent a lot of it there. I've played in like national team against national teams, and it happens there. I've played in NBL. I remember I got, I think I got fined in the NBL. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like seventeen, eighteen at this point in the NBL. Um, I think I got fined, or I might have got warned being like the first offense, and I was that fact that I was so young. But I got, um, I flipped someone off in the crowd in, when I was like 18 years old. Um, I still remember it was up in up in a little little town called Townsville, up in Queensland, a little kind of country beach town. Um, actually, a really nice place, beautiful weather. Um, they're no longer in the league, but yeah, they were they were in the league when I played and. Someone was in like the courtside box and was probably a, a few beers in and had kept kept saying stuff to me. I was probably an easy target because I had this like long shaggy hair and I was about sixty pounds and <laughs> trying to play against these men. And I just was like, "Screw this! I've had enough!" And I just flipped him off. <laughs> and by the way, if you think Joe is uh, not telling the truth about the hair, you have to go to YouTube and watch some of those clips because I've seen him and what you just said was a hundred percent true. Yeah, I wasn't uh, a big fan of haircuts, and then I (laughs) um, used to—I did used to surf a little bit, so I used to think I was like this really cool, like surfing. Um, It was bad. (laughs) So I came across a clip, uh, an Australian journalist who was recounting your early career, and I—I didn't know this, but 
so there was a hometown or local team somehow. I don't know if I have this exactly right. And they came at you with a, apparently thinking you'd take the hometown discount as a teenager, happy to be a pro. And so you passed on them, and it was controversial at the time, and you went to another club. You've always had this in you, Joe. Yeah, I've always been a <laughs> <laughs> I'm friendly, but I can be a, a bit of a, an ass too. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, I mean, it was the... Like you said, it was my hometown team, I, the team I grew up watching, my favorite player, like the guy who I wanted to be growing up was on the team, um, who I'm, I'm good friends with now. Um, and I, I wanted to, like, like I, I think we've talked about it, but like growing up in Australia, the NBA was so far away. I didn't get, we didn't have cable TV, so I couldn't watch games or I grew up wanting to play for the Adelaide 36ers and I grew up wanting to play for Australia. They were the two things. Um, Brett Maher was the player. Brett played for Adelaide. He also played for, he went to a couple of Olympic games. So I, I wanted to be Brett Maher. It was like my, um, got recruited. I think at the time there was like eight or nine teams in the league. I got recruited by like seven of them. Like every team was trying to get me to sign with them. And um, the minute, like the minimum wage of the NBL back then was like, 30 grand or like whatever the number was exactly I don't know off the top of my head what it was but um, not not that much but I was obviously as a 17 year old happy to take it <laughs> um, and they offered me like 15 grand like way under like it wasn't even like the actual legal minimum that you could offer me um, spelt my name wrong on the contract the, the GM or whoever it was at the time um, was like yeah we're really excited like to, we would love to have you a part of the team we really need a backup five man and I'm like five man like I've never played in the pain in my life <laughs> um, still to this day like um, just, just a bunch of things that happened and I, I, the only kind of thing I really remember like obviously those little details but I remember walking out of that meeting and I like my agent was with me at the time and my, my dad was with me too and I was like like I can't go there there's no way I'm going there they don't even like, they don't know what position I am. They don't know. Um, so it was disappointing because I did want to play for them. And, um, I mean, I if I, like, if it, if it turned back time, maybe I would have or could have or should have tried harder to go back there. But it all worked out. I went to Melbourne, had a, a really good three years there. We won a championship. And, um, I mean, I'm here today. So it obviously worked out. Did your family and friends, did they get to see you play at all now with the time difference and oh, all and the man, access? Oh, man, it's tough. Um, obviously, with COVID, too, makes it even even harder. So they haven't been over. They used to – I've got a sister um, who's got a couple kids and then, obviously, my parents, um, Renee's parents, and she's got a, a brother and sister, too, brother with a, a couple kids as well. So they, they all kind of used to come over every year or every second year and watch – um, even in Europe, they'd come over as much as they could, um, obviously being a lot further away from Australia. But um, the last couple of years, obviously not with, with COVID and then travel and all that. But prior to that, they used to, yeah, they used to come uh, a fair bit. We we paid for them, both our families all to come over one Christmas a few years ago just because we, we wanted to make it be as homely as possible. We just had the, the twins and... Wanted everyone to have um, Christmas with the twins, so we got everyone over for for a Christmas. But um, yeah, I mean, as soon as the restrictions, um, travel restrictions, and obviously COVID and all that slows down and a bit safer to travel, we'll uh, we'll I'm sure they'll they'll all be on the first flight over again. 
So, Joe, as you get ready for the uh, the final stretch here, do you check the standings? Are you checking them every day to see what's going on in the playoff race, or you just wait for someone to tell you on a on a bus or a plane or something? I'm definitely not checking them every day. Um, I got way too much going on to be looking at my NBA app every day. Um, but obviously, we like it's common sense, and everyone knows we're in a good position that we are. We are. We are top. I don't know how. I couldn't tell you how close um, Phoenix is. I know that game there. They were obviously super pumped because. And I think, I think I saw on Twitter after like Devin Booker saying he's not worried about his own individual stuff. He wants to be first in the West. So um, obviously they're they're somewhat close. But apart from that, it's just. I mean, we've like it would be great to be first, and I. I mean, I hope we are, and I hope we stay there. But um, I think for us, it's just about continually getting better each game. Um, we want to be, like I said, like Royce resting last game. Um, I've been a little bit beat up just in, in general. Nothing obviously crazy, but just a bit generally uh, sore or whatever. So getting our guys healthy is a is a big thing too. I think um, if you go into the playoffs extremely fatigued or unhealthy with, with injuries or whatnot or, or the COVID stuff, like obviously it just it throws a, a spanner in the works with, with your team. So you want to be, um, obviously we want to finish as high as possible, but we also want to be as healthy and, and fresh as possible. So um, part of that's on the players to, to do the right thing off the court, on the court, away from the stadium, um, getting your rest on the road, like whatever it is um, at home and on the road. But um, obviously there's some things we can do within our, our team and, and the medical staff to, to make sure we're as healthy and, and fresh as possible. Donovan Mitchell's been playing real well as far as scoring goes. Have you noticed an improvement in his game? Oh, I mean, I feel like we talk about this like a few times a year and it's like this constant uh, um, feeling of like he, he just kind of keeps getting better. Like it's, I remember talking about it in his rookie year when it was like, oh, like you're kind of given the keys to the team now and, and he embraced it and did really well. And then it was like, all right, well, like you've got to make better reads out of when you get in the paint. Like you're not you're not seeing like eyes out and guys that are open. You're just kind of aggressive to, to score, which obviously we wanted to do. But then he was like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And he's like within a few days, he's making these like unreal passes. And now... His passing's unreal, and I think this offseason, a big thing for him personally was just defensively. Like, I want to be locked in on both ends, and, and now he's trying to guard the, the best player when he's out there. He wants to do both. Like, it's just a continuous uh, improvement on every level from, from his perspective. And, I mean, it's, I mean, you guys, I mean, obviously not this year, but you guys have been around our team and all that. Like, you guys know him and that. Like, it's just, it's how he is. He just wants to keep getting better and better. So, um, yeah, it's pretty special, but um, I know from his point of view, there's a lot more he would want to do and get better and continue to get better, and um, obviously I have no doubt he'll do that. Well, what I've learned from the Joe Ingles show today is that Joe has never, ever sworn on the court, and he only swore Ever. one time during this interview. Yak only had to go to the dump button once, so. I didn't swear on this interview. <laughs> you certainly you did, did, Joe. You said did the, nether, the nether regions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> tell, tell Jake to sort it out. He did. He did. Yeah. He's here for you. He's on Team Joe. Joe Ingles raw, man. <laughs>
I should have my I should have a uh, a raw podcast or whatever that I can. Oh, I do, but I should just say what I want. Let her rip, Joe. Of, you kind of do anyway, Joe. <laughs> That's true. This is true. <laughs> Entertaining as always, Joe. We appreciate it as always. Uh, good luck this week, and we will talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. Joe Ingles checking in here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll be right back with everything you missed in this show. We'll get you up to speed. Stay with us.